Welcome to 43% and Rising, a podcast that focuses on women in the marketing industry and not only shows us how we can learn, but thrive from the wisdom of others. We sit down with some of the industry's most inspiring and game-changing women to find out more about their career journey and lessons that can benefit the industry as a whole. I'm your host, Tanya Nyadzayo, and this podcast is brought to you by Ernest. And welcome back, everyone, to another episode. And today I'm joined here by Stephanie Cunningham, who works in global business marketing for Facebook. Welcome, Stephanie. Thank you so much, Tanya. It's great to be here. So, um, yeah, as you said, I'm Stephanie. I'm an industry marketing manager. So I'm based actually out of the London office, um, but rolling up into a global team. And as part of that, I look after something we call the London Partner Centre. So it's the physical space in our office. And I actually live in Southampton. So um, grateful at the moment not to have my my longish commute to London. Yeah, absolutely. No one, no one wants to be enjoying that time on the tube where it's packed and everyone has a mask on. So my exactly. first question, my first question for you, Stephanie, is: So when did you realise that marketing was for you? Sure. So um, I was actually lucky enough as part of my university placement to do a marketing role. So this was obviously my first exposure to marketing. Um, I mean, I was barely 18 years old and uh, I was lucky enough to work at Microsoft. I think I had decided that I wanted to do a placement at a big company. Uh, And obviously a lot of these big companies are set up for placement students. Um, And the great thing about about the application process for that was that they would evaluate you in an assessment centre and then they would decide um, which department they felt you were best suited to. So I was actually offered a sales and a marketing role uh, and then I had to decide which of the two to, to take. And I think the reason I took marketing was I just find it such an embedded function within a business. You work with so many different teams across the business and you get a real handle on all the different projects that are happening. And I think... um, for me, actually, something that was really interesting was that when I finally left university, uh, I actually ended up going briefly into a sales role um, just because it was actually a recession at the time. And um, it was a role that I'd managed to find. I was lucky enough to find. And so I, I did a basic account executive role. And actually, it made me realize how much I missed the marketing world. So uh, soon after that, I was able, lucky, luckily enough, to go back to um, Microsoft and, uh, yeah, I've been in marketing ever since. Wow, brilliant. And from that, would you recommend um, students or people who are currently deciding whether they're going to uni or not to take up a placement year? Did it really, um, was it a swaying moment in your career decisions? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it was it was really interesting. When I went to university, a lot of the business degrees and business is what I, what I did, um, they had these placement years. And actually to have that exposure and that support at such a young age, I think is invaluable, especially in terms of like building your network. And um, so even to be honest, if, if people were doing like a business degree or even not, but they wanted to embark in a business um, career, using things like summer holidays to find either temporary work in large corporations or in marketing teams, um, because there's always help that's required. Like there's always going to be a need for support, even if it is just a summer job. So I would definitely encourage people to get work experience before they actually start their career. 
Yes, I completely agree with you. I think it makes all the difference because it's sometimes difficult to find this balance of having the academics to back up your CV and then also having the experience because often students lack one or the other and which is tends to be a massive problem when then they're out of university looking for graduate opportunities. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> and so now we're after uni you're fresh out of university just graduated what was that first campaign or ad that you saw that really made you realize this is what I want to do yeah so um for me do you know what it's quite funny I refer to myself as a bit of a can veteran and when I say that I'm referring to the can line advertising festival so um again I was lucky enough to attend this for the first time as part of my internship and I've actually been uh, crazy eight times now and for different companies so <laughs> for me it's like core of my career and you know I think being so like fresh-faced and getting the opportunity to go to such a big industry event it was really it was quite it was quite a moving moment for me because you know it was such a well attended event it's very highly regarded it is the pinnacle of creativity so you know everything from snapchat ferris wheels to crazy yacht parties to every kind of session that you can think of in to do with advertising and just seeing phenomenal um, speakers on the main stage that was just a real pinnacle moment for me and I feel really lucky that throughout my career I've I've been able to return And, and I would say as part of that just with my own development how my involvement in in the event has changed so obviously when I when I initially attended the event it was very much um I was actually supporting executives with their like engagements there and um helping a lot with like running the logistics of like events that we were running and now even at Facebook um this year we'll we'll be supporting with their virtual event and you know this time I'm very much embedded in the content that we're going to be delivering and what that looks like so to see my own trajectory um with that particular event is pretty cool wow truly the Coachella of advertisement I think (laughs) I love that summary (laughs) yeah and I think everything you've just described there kind of resonates with this year's theme for International Women's Day which was choose to challenge and as you've gone on in your career you've taken all the opportunities you possibly can to increase your um, responsibilities and how involved you are in the project. So what kind of advice would you give to someone who wants to do that, who wants to really put themselves in that kind of space, but they're struggling with, you know, taking on the challenge themselves? Yeah, absolutely. I guess I think of this in two ways. The first would be networking. Uh, Like even at a junior level, I think it's important to build your network. So, you know, don't be afraid to ask somebody maybe more senior than you just to go for a coffee to understand more about what they do. I I know my own career, if somebody's reached out to me like that, I've actually been, you know, touched that they're they're interested and um, actually find that quite inspirational that they're they're thinking along that path Uh, and there are many opportunities even at a junior level to get involved with um, extra like almost extracurricular activities so for example I'm part of the professional development committee at the IAA the International Advertising Association and we often run uh, events like speed mentoring and boss your review so very much aimed at maybe like entry level um 
candidates, if you like, and to give them that exposure to senior senior members in the marketing or advertising industry. So I would say definitely take the opportunity to like look into look into things like that. And the other thing I I would say is don't be afraid of setbacks. I've certainly had some setbacks um, in my own career. Actually, recently I tried to, um, I put an application forward to do an extracurricular project and I actually, I, I didn't get through, but I, I use these as sort of incentives to look for additional opportunities. Normally with these things, things happen for a reason or they happen, I certainly think they do, or they happen at the right time. So, you know, perhaps that wasn't the right time for me. And I've certainly seen that in my own career with maybe a job application that I didn't get. But actually, if, if it wasn't, wasn't for those rejections or those no's, I wouldn't be where I am today. So I think it's about having a little bit of resilience um, and self-belief and then just, yeah, believing in your dreams and, and pushing forward. Absolutely. I totally agree with you. I think often 1,000 no's, they hurt, they sting. It's like a thousand cuts. But eventually when the yes comes, it's a massive band-aid and it kind of is the culmination of all your hard work and all the effort that you've put into those thousand no's that someone eventually says yes. So Yeah, totally. It makes it much more worthwhile. Yeah, even even with a bunch of band-aids, but that's a different discussion, (laughs) I guess. And so now in your current role, how would you say all of this, all of this experience and all of this um, development that you've had as an individual, how would you say that now, like, where are you? How would you feel about where you are? Do you, what do you do? Do you enjoy what you do? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, one of the reasons I actually moved to Facebook was um, for culture. I'd, I'd worked in in quite a difficult difficult team setup prior, and I was really craving that uh, independence in role and to feel really nurtured in my career. And I felt like, from what I knew about Facebook and its values, that that was something that would really suit maybe my personality and what I was looking to do. And I think one of the great things about my role and where I am now is I feel I have a lot of independence and I can make um, I can make a real difference in what I do. So as I mentioned at the beginning, I look after the London Partner Centre. So really think of this as like a community hub. It's like a space where we can invite people you know, to peek behind the curtain of Facebook to, so it's for our clients, um, but it's also for the community. So whether that be schools or charities or associations. And I think the amazing thing about this is uh, we've really thrived given the pandemic. And I say that because obviously our in-person offering is no longer um, able to happen, but we have pivoted virtually. And one thing that we have started doing in the last year, which um, I, I love being a part of, are what we call community events. So uh, we have a series called the Intersectional Ally Series. And basically we work with various external partners, but also our internal resource groups to bring to life events that we think will be important for the community in terms of um, raising minority voices. So we've worked with the likes of the Princess Trust. We've worked with the likes of um, Outvertising, which is an association that represents the LGBTQ plus community. And, you know, when you really work on these community-led initiatives and you're providing a platform for key messaging to be discussed that's so fulfilling so for me personally I've I've almost 
got to see a whole new side of my role during the, the pandemic. Um, and I feel like in a way we're getting to work with many more people because all of a sudden accessibility is less of an issue. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely, I'm very happy role and I feel like there's a lot of opportunities still to grow, um, but that I'm very much giving back in what I do as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think from what I've heard personally from other people and from my own research, Facebook have a really good culture. Um, it's very open, very welcoming, and they aim to include everyone in everything they do. And I think some t- from the discussions that I've had with other interviewees, this isn't always the case in the industry. Um, some general assumptions in the industry don't allow for women to develop into certain roles and some cultures are still um, slightly backwards I'd say industry-wide and I think moving forward there has to be I guess greater work towards the wider industry sharing that kind of culture that you have in your own workspace and so do you think that um, there is much that can be done to change this kind of perspective in the industry as a whole? Yeah, absolutely. And you make such a valid point there. Do you know what? I think it comes down to leadership because, um, you know, Facebook Facebook has, a for me, a fantastically inspiring leadership team. And I feel like they, they genuine, genuinely care and they, they know the voice of what employees are thinking. And I think some of those companies that are perhaps a bit more stilted, it tends to be because of because of leadership style. So I think and also, you know, there's that old phrase that people don't leave jobs, they leave managers. And it's so true. You could work for a terrible company, but have a manager that's really nurturing you and you believe in and you'll stay because you have that line manager support. So I agree with you. I think things need to change. I I think one way in which we're seeing that is very much through flexible working. If the if the pandemic shown us anything, it's that actually companies can be just successful remote remotely. And although there are a lot of companies out there which are maybe still that old fashioned mindset, there are so many now that are pivoting. So I would say to to people that are maybe feeling like their job fit isn't right anymore, that there are a lot of companies now worth exploring because there are certain opportunities out there that will support your your working preferences. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, the five-day week is definitely, well, it possibly will be a thing of the past. Many more companies are moving towards something a lot more flexible, whether it be one day or two days per week. I think my office is actually opening up next week. Um, but it, it's only if you'd like to go in and work in the office and it's only open for two days out of the five, which is great that's because a, yeah, <laughs> too far. That's from a brilliant approach. So, yeah. <laughs> um, and so my last question for you then is if you could give one piece of advice to um, a young woman who is looking to enter the industry, who wants to get into marketing, what would that be? Absolutely. Yeah. So um, I would definitely just build on the point about networking and, you know, use use platforms like LinkedIn to really source out maybe free events that might be available to you. Um, I'm also a member of the Bloom Network, which is a, a women led institution and they, they run fantastic events. So um, be on the lookout for those opportunities, especially as we 
return to an in-person environment and you'll get the opportunity to network with others. And then I think another piece of um, advice I'd give to anybody in their career is really this idea that you should respect everybody. I think, you know, when you, especially as you progress in your career, I guess you get two kinds of people. You'll get the kind of people who maybe take a little bit of that power to themselves and also those people who can remain really level-headed because you never know when you're going to be working with different people again. And some of the best leaders that I know are people that I might have met once and then I've reached out to on LinkedIn about something years later. And, you know, they might not potentially know, you know, know me to work with me but have either... Um, showing respect to me by a response or maybe giving me some advice about something. And so, you know, you won't always be at the beginning of your career. So remember those people, even as you advance, because um, really we can all help each other. Yeah, that's absolutely brilliant advice, especially to respect everyone. And I think it often comes full circle when you show respect to someone. Eventually you come to find that this person can really help you at some point if you show them a bit of respect early on and you maintain that good relationship. That tends to be an issue I've noticed where sometimes people will network really well and they then won't maintain the relationship. That's kind of then the bit that people kind of forget to discuss how to maintain these really good connections and these really good relationships that they make through networking. Totally. And actually, I think that I think that's, you know, thinking about a little bit of life advice, I think that's um, that's true for all your relationships, even like your friendships. You know, I love analogy that you almost need to think about your relationship with somebody as like a plant and it does need water to grow. And that that is kind of a communication piece. So, yeah, absolutely. Always think about the bigger picture and um, who you've spoken to and who you might need to speak to um, just to maintain that. Okay, wonderful. Thank you so much, Stephanie, for joining us today on today's episode and for all of your wonderful advice about networking and taking the leap for placements. I think that's wonderful advice that I wish I had had during my time at university because I didn't take a placement, but now I do wish I did. I did have a couple of internships, but that's not really the same kind of experience that you get as a placement, I'd say. Thanks so much for having me, Tanya. And um, yeah, wish everybody the best on their careers. And if anybody ever wants to reach out to me on LinkedIn, you're very welcome to. Thank you very much, Stephanie Cunningham. Thank you all for tuning in to another episode of 43% and Rising. I'm your host, Tanya Nyadzayo. See you next week.